thanks so much for joining us on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. Once again, we find ourselves in the new podcast studio at the Cranford High School Library. We are joined by three students and a teacher, and we're going to be talking about the Intergenerational Studies program that has been going on here at Cranford High for a few years. I'm involved with it for the first time this year. Why don't we start off by each one of you introducing yourselves, and why don't we start off with you, Isabella? Hi, I'm Isabella, and I'm a sophomore at CHS. Uh, hi, I'm Neil McGovern, and I'm a senior at CHS. Hi, I'm Ryan Linsky, and I'm a senior at CHS. And we also have the teacher, as I mentioned, who is going to be joining us. Hi, I'm Nikki Savino Mulcahy. I am a teacher here at Cranford High School. Well, thank you all so much for uh, taking time out of your school day to, uh, to chat with me here. Why don't we start with you, Mrs. Mulcahy, talking a little bit about the program and what it's all about, since uh, you're the one that's sort of the lead on this, if you will. Great. So um, sociology has been a class here at Cranford High School for a number of years, and Rich Hurley, who used to teach the course, started this program, Intergenerational Studies. The premise behind the program is to bring together high school students with senior citizens and senior members of our community to bridge the gap and be able to have conversations to appreciate how things have changed and to get new perspectives. So we invite people who want to come in from the community who've had life experience to come in. We meet once a month. Our topics are usually surrounding what we're talking about in class. So the students bring in that perspective and it's a great exchange. The seniors ask questions, the students ask questions, they build a bond. It's really, really great. And we're super happy to bring that program back this year. Mm -hmm. Neil, why don't we uh, ask you a little bit about why you decided to take this class? It's, it's an elective, so it's not obviously a requirement for you. Why did you decide that you wanted to take this? So last year when I was picking out my schedule, I will be honest, this wasn't on it at first. Um, I got bumped out of a few courses, but I was given the option to choose this one. And I had already knew the teacher, Miss Savina Mulcahy, very well. So I knew it would have been, it wasn't going to be a bad class. And I'm interested in like the more educational aspect of how like social standings work in our society. I thought it was a very cool concept. Isabella, I've been involved with a few of the classes. Um, I missed the first one. But uh, one of the things I noticed, obviously, is that there's a different theme each month when the senior citizens come in to talk with the students. Tell me a little bit about which themes resonated mostly with you. Um, my favorite theme was, I forget exactly what it was called, but it was kind of like the way you are raised in like your environment. And with that, we watched a documentary called Babies that I thought was just really interesting and in how different children from different cultures had different social norms and were raised differently. I thought that that was the most interesting one. Ryan, in terms of some of the things that have gone on in the class, what would you say was the biggest surprise for you in terms of how things were different back in the old days, so to speak, and the way things are today? I think the, the thing that I thought was the biggest difference was just how relationships work because when uh, we were talking in the inter intergenerational studies, it seemed that it was almost out of the ordinary for people to be in a serious relationship or bring someone home in the high school years, but that seems very regular now and it happens all the time. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the, the differences between then and now because that seems to be, at least in the small groups that I've been a part of, that that was where a lot of the discussion really centered on, how things were different. 
I was a, a CHS graduate class of 1974, so almost uh, 50 years ago, I'm afraid to say. But what are some of the things that are most surprising for you, Isabella, in terms of how things have changed over the years? I think it's really interesting. I guess the less strict things like fashion sense and how people did their hair change because we were looking through the yearbooks of CHS from, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And life just seemed so different back then, even though it's kind of romanticized in a yearbook. But it's just interesting to see how the fashion of it all was different back then. How about with you, Ryan? What would you say were some of the the biggest differences that were a surprise in in many respects? Uh, Well, I remember during one of the sessions, we talked about the availability for courses that people were able to take in high school. And while I knew that it would have grown from then to 2022, I did not know that it would be so limited with just the core classes and very few electives. Because now, just like this class with sociology, we have such a wide range of classes we can take of such different topics that educate us. So I thought that was a big difference that I realized. Neil, tell me a little bit about some of the things that you're currently involved with at Cranford High. So is currently we're currently the swim season is coming to an end. Um, I run cross country in the fall, and then I'm also involved in the writing center program. Where during the morning or during lunch, we come in and help freshmen and sophomores help edit their essays and help them become better writers in the future. And I think it's cool because it gives a more stripped down version of a classroom, and it makes a student more comfortable and helps them become a better writer. Mm-hmm. Isabella, how about you? What do you do in, uh, outside of the, just the classroom stuff? I'm on varsity track, and I'm also co-editor-in-chief of Beyond the Pages, which is our school uh, literary magazine, and I'm also part of the Lion Club. Oh, okay. And Ryan, how about you? What do you do? Uh, I play football, basketball, and I run track here, and I'm part of the Rotary Club. One of the things I'm curious about, again, having been a graduate here at Cranford High, is the yearbook. That has been something that was consistent through many years over the, over the years. My parents graduated from Cranford High in 1950, so I saw what their yearbook was like. Obviously, mine was much different. Do they still have a printed yearbook here at Cranford High, the Golden Sea? Is that still done? Yeah, that's still done, but there's a lot of changes that are made. If you look at a yearbook from you know, 20, 30 years ago, there's like senior superlatives, and it's a lot more personal, I think. You get to know about each student and what their hobbies are, what they're known for. And it's a little less censored, I think. There was like a picture of a guy being suspended and it was like, oh, Robbie <laughs> getting suspended. And like, I don't know, it was, it was exposing a lot of people. It was really entertaining, <laughs> but they don't do that today. <laughs> and I will say that the yearbooks feature the seniors a lot because nowadays the culture is very seniors pretty much are the only ones that buy the yearbooks now because mm-hmm. they are so expensive mm-hmm. and because they are highlighted so much. So seniors make up a majority of the yearbook sales, whereas underclassmen typically don't purchase them as much. Talking about some things that are the same and some things that are different from high school experiences, again, something that was relatively consistent over the years and still exists is the high school prom. For us, it was an event of going down to the Pines Manor in Edison, New Jersey. That's where we had our senior prom. And now it's, it's I think, even more of an event. Uh, when we did it, you basically picked up uh, the person that you were going with. The guys had a tux. The girls had prom dresses. And that was it. Now I know it's much more of an affair where 
you gather at somebody's house, there are pictures, there's hors d'oeuvres ahead of time before you go out. Tell us a little bit about what the prom experience, and I guess you haven't really had that yet since you're seniors, but what you're looking forward to as far as that prom experience is concerned. Well, I was lucky enough to go last year as a junior, so I know a little bit about it. Uh, I'm just very excited to go with my class this year. I feel like everything that happened with COVID and my siblings who were part of the class of 2022 losing their prom, it just made me appreciate it because something like that, you don't really care that much about having it until you don't have it. And I think it's just great to get together uh, with all the people in your class and maybe some others and just kind of end the year together and and then before you go off to school. Isabella? Um, well, I'm a sophomore, so I have like two more years to go. <laughs> um, but it's just really exciting because CHS actually has no other school dances except for prom. And then there's so many other schools that have like homecoming or junior prom. So this is the one dance that you get to look forward to. And everyone starts planning months in advance. And it just seems so exciting. And I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, you're a senior as well. I'm a senior, yes. And as much as I'm excited for prom, I cannot wait to be with all my friends that night. I will say it is very stressful and you start feeling that stress the end of your junior year because that's when you have to start planning everything. Wow. And it can take a toll mentally and emotionally. (laughs) And and on the friend group, it can create some beef making those prom houses. Oh, yeah. And, um... Everyone's worrying about like finding a date just because my friend um, was talking about finding a date and she said every single person is already taken. So it's just like (laughs) it's like stressful finding one. Oh, you have to do what I did. I went to the prom with a uh, girl who was a foreign exchange student, but she was attending Westfield High. So I didn't even try for Cranford. I I went out of town to (laughs) secure the date. (laughs) Let me ask you a little bit about. Certainly something that's much different now from when I was a student. Social media. Tell me a little bit about the pressures of social media. How does that affect you as a student? As you get a little bit older, does it become a little bit easier than it was, say, when you were in middle school and things of that sort? I think on social media, everyone just highlights their best self. And especially when you're younger, in your earlier years of high school and middle school, everyone looks to try to be this certain person online, even if it's not them, just because everyone else is doing it. And I feel like a lot of kids feel pressured to live up to that person, even when it's not really them. So I think that that's a big difference between uh, 30, 40 years ago, because social media wasn't even a thing. You wouldn't know who's hanging out with who and where they are. But now it's it's everyone wants to be at that party. Everyone wants to get that new uh, pair of shoes. And I think it changes a lot of things in high school. I will say that there is more of an emphasis put on it in middle school and like probably freshman year and sophomore year because we're more shallow then. (laughs) But social media, especially Snapchat, it's the basically our main form of communication you know mm-hmm. we, we text and communicate on these social media apps not really just through standard text messaging and i just think with social media constantly innovating it and it becoming a career a respectable career that pays seven figures you know it puts a lot of pressure to put your best self out on those apps because who knows you can be discovered one day mm-hmm. yeah those are really good points and like Something that I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but with social media, everyone's just so connected. Like there are 1000 kids in the school and on social media, I follow like maybe 700 of them. Like we all, I don't know. It's just like, I know every single person in the school through social media, but I have not talked to probably 90% of them, which is a little weird, but. Again, want to compare something from my time with your time. When I was a junior here at Cranford High, 
this new section of the high school, and it's really not a new section anymore, it's almost 50 years old, but this section of the high school had not yet been opened. It opened up during my senior year. And as a result, the high school only had juniors and seniors in it. So the people who were in ninth and 10th grade, they were still at Hillside Avenue and Orange Avenue, which were junior highs back in the day. And as a result, you really didn't get to know people from the opposite side of town until you got to the high school. And since we were only together for two years, it was kind of tough to really get to know the people from the other side of town. You have had four years to mix with people from the entire township. What's that been like when you first meet those people from the other side of town and getting to know them? And do you feel by the time you're a senior uh, that you have a fairly good relationship and know them fairly well? I would say so now. As a senior, I would say my friend group is pretty evenly split between the north side and the south side of town. But COVID definitely stopped that. And throughout elementary school and middle school, you really only hung out with the Northsiders because at least I'm, a, I'm from the North Side. And so I only hung out with the Northsiders because it was who was around you and it was who you saw every day. And you really only saw people from the other side of town at football games when you started going in middle school. And so it was almost your first kind of exposure to them. And when you're in middle school, you're so shy and you don't really want to say hi to these people, but you just don't see them that much every day. But now in high school, you know, you have classes with these people. You see them through varsity sports and all of that. So you really do get to become better friends with them. Yeah, I would fully agree. I was lucky enough to be exposed to a lot of Southsiders because I'm from the North Side uh, in athletics. So I was able to become pretty good friends with them beforehand. And then high school it really brings you close because you just get to see them every day and you talk more and more. And I think for a lot of people who don't get to see the other side of town, it takes them a little bit to just get adjusted to new people. But I think everyone becomes good friends definitely by a sophomore, junior year. Isabella, you're a sophomore, so you're only in your second year here at the high school. What's it been like for you getting to know people from the opposite side of town? Well, in my friend group, it's actually probably evenly split between north side and south side. I'm from the south side, and I never really mingled a lot with the south siders. So it was kind of like seeing them. You have this persona of them like, oh, they're they're those cool north siders. I don't know. (laughs) And um, so it was a little nerve wracking. But then now, like some of my best friends are from the north side and coming together in high school. It, like, broke that persona because I don't know why I was so scared to, like, see them, but they're just exactly like you. (laughs) Neil, Ryan, since you're seniors, I'm going to ask you this question first. Post-high school, what are your plans? What would you like to do? Not just with college or after any uh, post-secondary education, but in terms of a career. Any thoughts? I'm looking to study marketing and advertising in college because I really want to have a career in social media and publicity. I think marketing is such a powerful tool nowadays, and it's really is the creative side behind business. And I think it's a great way to have a professional career, but still maintain your creative side and not give up the fun side of life. Uh, I plan on studying finance or economics in college to hopefully get into something in business, but I don't know anything too solid yet. So still looking forward to it. And Isabella, I know you're only a sophomore, but tell me what your thoughts are. Well, when I was growing up, I kind of had this one thing that I wanted to be. I always wanted to be like either a journalist or like an editor or something. But as I get into high school, I am discovering that I have so many more passions and things that interest me, the vast courses that you could take at CHS. So right now I'm just kind of feeling my way out and seeing what I like and what I'm best suited for. And we're going to ask Mrs. Savino Mulcahy to come back in for a moment and just... What are some of your thoughts in terms of 
what you would like to do with the program in the future and some of the things that you've learned. Well, I love having experiences like this to be able to have a podcast because it's mixing what's current now and adding an extra level to the class. Ideally, I really would love to do more in the community with the class to give more firsthand experiences, but you have to crawl before you can walk again. And this year, it's kind of like starting all over from scratch. So just the fact that we brought the program in is great. Something I would love to incorporate is having the students travel to Brookside since it's right in our backyard and we wouldn't need a bus to have them talk with little kids because they're now very far removed from, say, a kindergarten group. And just having the ability to connect at all different levels of the age spectrum, I think, would be a nice touch to the class as well. Well, I know, speaking personally from my limited experience with it, it has been a wonderful experience just coming back into the high school, especially as an alum, to be back in this school where I spent two years um, as a junior and a senior. And I really thank you and all the other students that have been a part of this class, as well as the uh, other senior adults that have been a part of it. It's been wonderful just learning so much from all of you. And I want to thank you all so much for being a part of this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes.